Hello. 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 Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Sorry, I'll turn the reverb off. <laughs> hey, welcome to Sync Floyd, the only show where we watch every single movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's seminal 1973 prog rock classic, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and with me is my buddy, James Barron. Hello, hello. I'm in a cave. Oh no, um, how'd you get in there? No. Oh, mate, it's, it's spooky in this cave. I'm, I'm getting scared. It's, oh, it's a spooky time out here in, in the podcast land. Yeah, right. I'm not, I'm not going to explain how I got here. It's, it's day 89 in the cave, all right? <laughs> it's been long. I've been recording from the cave the whole time. And, what? And, Little listeners out there, they'll be, they'll, they'll know. Yeah. They'll have picked up on the clues that I've been laying in previous episodes. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's real, it's real spooky out here and it's good because we, we watched a spooky movie. Oh yes. This week. What did we watch? We took a trip to the opposite of this podcast. We took a trip to oh. a quiet place. Very quiet. So quiet that place. Oh mate. Important to stay quiet because you're going to get attacked by extraterrestrial monsters. Yeah, you, uh, big old ear faces. Yeah, ear faces. Yeah. yeah, surely that's what the fans call them. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to call them... They reminded me like of... Um, the, they make spooky clicking sounds yeah. like the enemies in um, A Last of Us. Last oh, yeah. of Us. Which is like... They're called clickers in that game, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, I don't know what they're called... They're very scary. They look like mini Cloverfield monsters. Yeah. As well. Did you know this film was um, briefly the producers wanted it to be part of the Cloverfield universe? Oh wow! Yeah, I did but not they know that. pushed against that, and probably to their benefit. I guess so. Yeah, it's a pretty like the the monsters do look a fair bit like they look quite Cloverfieldy. Yeah. If you if you catch my meaning, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I catch your yeah. meaning. Yeah, no. Uh, like, I think that's fair enough. It's good. On, it stands on its own two weird legs, and I like that. <laughs> yeah. I respect this this movie for that. Um, yeah, it's a it's a spooky horror movie that we watched this week. Yeah, um, I personally, night. yes, it, well, yes, well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's at six p.m. It's early night here. It's yeah. eight. It's eight fifteen p.m. Oh yeah, the spookiest of all times. Um, right. And yeah and uh yeah i'm not so good with horror movies but i did really enjoy this movie that is good um, to hear because i did too and i was worried for some reason i got a bit scared that you wouldn't enjoy it like you'd be like Psh, why aren't they living near the waterfall if they can be loud at the waterfall get out of here and like mm. w- even though i have no investment in this film and i only saw it a week a week ago for the first time i was still kind of like not my friends my friends the quiet place <laughs> but oh, i'm no. glad you liked it Nah, let me assuage those fears Ooh. by saying yeah i watched this movie clean and I, I enjoyed it and then i did my floyd watch just a few hours ago uh really good check the movie out is my recommendation yeah. to the listeners if you you like a bit of a spooky time and uh yeah it's not without its problems there, there are some minor plot holes but you know that's fine a lot of a lot of movies have those but, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good I'd hate um, to watch a movie without a plot hole. Oh, like who a made perfect that? film? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. I think I'd be I'd be fine with it. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. I, I I super enjoyed it. Um, 
Yeah, let's. Uh, I reckon we'll just dive in, right? Yeah. Like, unless you want to, let's talk about. Uh, are you good with horror movies typically? Um, you like, I was, and I feel like you were too. I was always a timid, like I was a scared child. Like I was too scared of like roller coaster rides. I'd go to theme mm-hmm. parks and just watch my brother on them. Um, I had nightmares on pond nightmares from the oh. Halloween cold open of an episode of the Drew Carey show. Oh wow! Yeah, too spooky, Drew. There's an episode, <laughs> the Drew Scary Show. Whoa! So there's an episode I where like Drew goes to work, but then everyone turns out to be aliens, and he has to blast them. And oh. I was allowed to stay up, you know, maybe till eight fifteen, or maybe eight oh five, which meant I only got the oh, scary wow. part of that, and then it went into the opening credits, and I was just like, okay. "Wait, what? Excuse me? I'm done." I'm going to bed <laughs> on this. Oh no! Yeah, the opening to the Drew Carey show—the truly the nightmare of <laughs> yeah. modern day television. Oh my gosh! Oh, I can't believe Drew Carey started blasting. That's yeah. just so out of I'm character. Probably, there's probably like a huge Drew head or Carey head listening and just like, no, actually, Drew didn't blast. It was Ryan Stiles who blasted. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan typically, I could see him blasting <laughs> yeah. some, some fools, but Mimi was so, it? should blast. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know that much about Drew Carey <laughs> about Drew Carey or his show, honestly. Oh. But we're gonna, yeah. I can I can put it together through some context clues. <laughs> you can rate who blasts, and that's what you need. Yeah. Rate who blasts. <laughs> who on this podcast would blast? You tell us, listeners. Oh. I reckon you'd yeah. blast. Oh, thank you very much. That's all right. I'll take it. Um, but you yeah. weren't really a horror boy either, right? No, no. I like grew up avoiding horror movies at all costs, basically. I was petrified of um, a TV ad for The Nutty Professor. I think I mentioned <laughs> that earlier on a podcast. Yeah, was I don't it just really the know... ad that scared you? Yeah, I I've never seen The Nutty Professor. Like, I, like, I'm just afraid of the concept of him. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't really like fully understand what he's about. One day we'll watch it on the pod oh, and yeah. I'll like... I'll be I'll be ready to face it, much like cars. Um, <laughs> There'll be a scene yeah. where it syncs up perfectly to there's someone in my head, but it's not me, and we'll be like, "All right, you yeah. want us back?" It'll be there. Um, but yeah, we're like, "Oh, uh, I'm painting myself as like a real wuss here, and it's true." But um, <laughs> yeah, like didn't really watch many horror movies until about like 15, 16, mm. you know. But like since then, have grown like fairly fascinated with horror as a genre, like. There's some good horror movies and bad horror movies. Oh yeah. Um, I'm into the more like psychological side. If some if a horror movie has something to say or like yeah. is doing something novel, I'm more into it. If it's like just horrific violence for violence' sake, then I'm less into it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my take, and I would say that um, uh, a quiet place falls into the good the good category here. Heck yeah. So yeah. Without further ado, let's dive on in to checking out these sinks these oh, sink yes. ups with the boys and the floyd you know <laughs> we're gonna see what's what's gonna we're gonna put in our scientific work and research yeah. all right we've talked a lot um, about feelings but now let's put those aside and put on our sit- white jackets yeah stethoscopes and <laughs> uh the books and get scientific books. oh okay i had my stethoscope right up to my right up to my screen so that i could hear <laughs> so i could i could make sure that there's no sound coming out of the movie and that i'm only hearing floyd <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good yeah 
Uh, yeah, let's dive in. Um, movie starts on day 89 of their, um, I guess, uh, attack from the aliens. Are they aliens or creatures? Like, I just... think they're aliens, and it's just because I've seen the trailer for A Quiet Place 2, which may be oh. cheating for this project. I, I haven't seen the... Um, haven't seen the trailer for that but i have uh every time i've looked up a quiet place to get some like facts on the movie mm. a quiet place 2 is the only thing that shows up which is Whoa. really annoying that's not strong <laughs> marketing yeah it's like it's like there's a sequel coming check it out <laughs> um yeah so i know nothing about that i i read the byline of the, of the sequel which is like it's now it's not just the scary monsters that they have to deal with or something like that it's like not just the sound monsters that oh wow there's another threat to this to this poor vulnerable family like a sight monster and you can't wear too loud a clothing <laughs> oh no yeah <laughs> my hawaiian shirts it's actually just a real fashion monster it's like oh uh, you notice the designers wear black so you should too and then attacks oh, them mate. it turns out lady gaga was behind it all the oh, original fashion monster <laughs> oh no all the who... little monsters that are attacking exactly who knew she yeah. was a prophet um anyway <laughs> we gotta start this film for real um yeah there's, okay. like, there's empty streets uh there's uh what is it speak to me starting up you know yeah all the missing persons photos you're getting like a like groundwork for like post-apocalypse kind of stuff yeah they Early do standards. quite a good job kind of scene painting it and like letting yeah, you know without they do yeah lots of good like um like newspaper headlines and clippings mm. and things everywhere as well giving you a bit of background which is nice yeah it's a, it's a easy it's a cheap and easy one but like it's it's good like it works the only um, downside is they don't really trust you because then later you see a whiteboard with essentially monsters have come sound weakness none yeah it's a little a little bit beating yeah. you over the head with it if it was just like the newspaper clippings around i reckon that would have been cleaner Heck yeah. but i guess it i guess it has to be there for not only the audience but also for the kid to put everything together at the end spoilers oh dang oh, hey good film spoilers. watching yeah i don't know anyway uh yeah he laid, he laid all the breadcrumbs for her yeah um, all the sand so we saw, yeah we saw, oh yeah the sand Can we, we're gonna talk about that in a bit but okay. um uh once they leave this supermarket where there's a little kid running around mm. scaring the shit out of me <laughs> this little kid i don't know why like i don't know why having the sound off scared me more mm. for this bit like the like just seeing a kid jerkily running around like no warning signs of like no hearing him first yeah that really scared me playing with the um quiet place sounds is quite interesting here like having, yeah. the, having the sound off in this movie uh is a strange one because it plays such a heavy role in the in the storytelling mm. so john krasinski originally i think the first two edits he did were completely silent yeah which i suppose we'll get into more as we go on but i think it it was interesting because it made some a lot of these films you feel like you're missing something without the sound like i don't know yeah. what vin diesel's voice sounds like <laughs> which is a weird thing about me is i can never remember what his voice sounds like he sounds so, like a, a granite slab like hitting the <laughs> ground that's what he sounds like just dink 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 yeah yeah he's, he's got a huge gravelly voice it sounds like, the, like kind of rocky-esque oh uh, okay say. yeah 
without the without the like strange infliction that Rocky that old oh, I keep calling him Rocky. <laughs> Rambo. He's only Rocky now. Yeah, Rambo. Rambo yeah. Rocky man. Rambo, the actor that's, who plays Rocky. Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, look, like, he they sound fairly similar. Stallone yeah. is his name. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. So the creepy creepy running around. We're sorting out some medicine for this little kid. Um, this doesn't really come back. It's sort of like uh, they've got one. They've got the daughter who's deaf, and yeah. then this this little boy who is sick at the start of the film, and he's a, he's a timid little man mm. like me Aww. and you. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's oh, he struggles in this horrific world. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're sorting him out some medicine. I think he probably just has some like sickness or something. I don't know. Yeah, it might but, just be a short term thing. Yeah. They're getting supplies anyway. Yeah. And there's a third little kid with them who's uh, playing with a little rocket ship. Yeah. Little spaceship. Little, uh, what is it? Um, space shuttle. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Toy that he finds. Uh, yeah, but he's not allowed to play with it because the battery's in it, you know. Yeah, it's going to be too loud. And I noticed, yeah. um, like he's playing with his rocket and we get the race towards an early grave lyric and yeah oh going in knowing or he's a bit doomed some foreshadowing yeah. Here, yeah pretty pretty scary stuff yeah and we also get the clocks a little later when he makes the decision to take the batteries as well as his yeah. toy rocket and it's yeah, like yeah. such a clamming chi- clanging chime of doom it's the the warning signs that yeah up, like warning the family but they can't hear them oh, yeah it's no good uh yeah so we're we're, we've skipped ahead but they're walking on the little sand that they lay everywhere i guess Mm. this is to mask their footstep sounds but they are wearing like bare feet yeah um yeah but they like lay sand everywhere they go yeah i thought that was amazing these perfectly laid tracks of sand yeah it's It's a cool detail in the movie but like it must take so much bloody work holy shit (laughs) lugging that sand everywhere they go jesus it's only day 89 and they've made it all the way to the bloody supermarket. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Anyway, um, yeah, we're walking along. He's taking the 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 deaf girl, uh, the deaf uh, sister. Yeah. She gives the toy back to the kid before they go. Being mm. like, it's fine, you can take it. But, the, like, doesn't give him it with the batteries in, but the little kid takes the batteries. Yeah. Ooh, um yeah and they're about to cross the bridge back into their like domain i guess their little farm that they mm. live on and his his, his toy goes off yeah <laughs> and everyone turns around and freezes the like the the deaf girl doesn't turn around because she doesn't hear it it's like oh it's a, a really really well shot scene oh my gosh in yeah. this movie it's so horrific like the the mum puts her hands to her mouth the dad's like running past to try and like stop this little four-year-old boy from (laughs) playing with a toy yeah and yeah um we sort of miss out on the like the terror that you get of the light of the lights and sound going off because we've just got pink floyd rocking in with uh time at this point yeah time is playing um yeah he gets swiped as soon as the drums hit like as the vocal comes in yes hit the like he gets attacked by one of the creatures yeah it's just like bang on that's the cleanest sync at the start of this yeah and i'm like damn that's that hits hard yeah Uh, holy shit um 
Yeah, it gets killed, and then we get the title card for the movie here. Mm. This is such a sick cold open to a yeah. like to a movie. I really enjoy this sequence. It's brutal and yeah. really good. It sets the stakes right away. Absolutely, um, and like I think it kind of throws off a lot of the those like unwritten rules of horror as well. That like this little kid's not going to die. It'll be like one of their parents or something. Well, like yeah. even the older kid, but then yeah, to get us right, right there, yeah, in the feelings, oh, kicks right, gets you right in the gut, yeah, right at the start of the movie, yeah, some rough stuff, rough stuff, um, folks, yeah, uh, so yeah, it cuts ahead, we get the t- the time card saying day four seventy two, yeah, so this is like just under a year later, I would if my maths is right <laughs> uh, like just over. like nine months oh, later yeah. yeah 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 sorry like nine to ten months later yeah. yeah um um yeah we get the everyone's like moved on i get a little bit like the um sisters waking up in like the field hmm. um yeah After i don't really chilling. know the significance of this just chilling no. and, unless she sleeps um, in the field yeah I don't know what that's about but um yeah some we get some minor syncs here as the times guitar solos wailing on just some like <laughs> minor sync ups with um the dad it is radio setup. yeah yeah he's trying to like contact different countries and seeing getting nothing back he's crossing off like a list yeah um so you're seeing the devastation of these creatures have destroyed most of the world yeah you see some <laughs> the newspapers we talked about and yeah, like the, the clippings yeah and like how some yeah. countries have just been yeah def- wiped Com- out completely ransacked yeah um, he morse codes notably... an s oh sorry he but he morse codes an s exactly when pink floyd singing the s and uh sun is the same so that's <laughs> yeah yeah there you go some said that's reaching but i mean what else is this show there's a lot of s in that in that sentence of true the song, so oh dang i'll, I'll allow it um yeah uh notably the sister i guess neither of the kids are allowed down here yeah um because in fear of them making noise because this is like their old house or something that has been uh they've painted on the ground where they're allowed to step you see yeah. this a bit later so because of the creaky floorboards or whatever in the house um and in fear of them making noise they aren't allowed to go down the stairs to the basement it's only the mum and dad are allowed down there yeah yeah important plot point to set up there um yeah they really good on them for amount of like thought they've put into it yeah like in like, all the oh, ways to be quiet so many like really really nice chekhov's gun moments in this movie yeah that are, like really well set up it's like a, it's some quality filmmaking honestly that I, yeah. I was pretty i was pretty impressed by um yeah so what have we got now kid catches sight of his dad in the in the rear view mirror of the truck this is the the sun yeah uh this is the tempo changes in um time happens when that happens oh yeah like sees his dad in the in the rear view yeah nice um it's slightly the kid then walks into the house and he's just slightly too late for the when i come home line in time yeah unfortunately yeah uh he's like exploring the like little um 
downstairs area where they keep all their preserves and stuff. <laughs> gotta see this those preserves. A, so they've got like two houses, right? There's one house that is their old house where they all used to live as a regular family. And then like a, another house that they've set up or like built or something that mm. they're all staying in more permanently. It's like more set up and more quiet. Yeah. In there. It's yeah. the quiet place. That's the quiet place. Hey, it's the quiet place. There you go. <laughs> um, Emily yeah. is uh, spinning a mobile to the sounds of the lovely oh, piano yeah. and showed a great gig in the sky. Yep. And, and we get a long the... shot to prove she's pregnant. Yeah, in case you didn't notice before, she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Um, implying, I guess, that they sh- they got pregnant like about a month after this kid died, which yeah. is a little, a little upsetting. Um, but, you know. Yeah, I don't think anything about this quiet place world would make me horny. No, absolutely yeah. not. Um, yeah, it's a rough place to be raising a child, yeah. and there's a lot of problems uh, that they're going to be facing <laughs> that <laughs> makes it really hard to prolong the human race. Or keep yeah. Going, you know? So, as we'll see later on. Yeah, she's, like, spinning this mobile above, like, a little baby drawer. Mm. I don't want to say coffin because, but it is pretty similar. Um, like yeah, it's, it's got a lit, it's got a lid on it, and it's completely soundproofed. Yeah. Um, Apparently, yeah, behind the scenes, everyone was quite like felt really icky about putting the baby in that. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> I would. Yeah. <laughs> it's really stressful. <laughs> He's got a little like oxygen mask so that he can breathe. Oh right, um, yeah. Yeah. They put that on. Yeah. So he'll be all right. But man, it's oh, stressful putting a baby in, in an enclosed space. Yeah. You never do that. That's a rule. Yeah. Don't put uh, baby in a corner or other exposed place. Exactly. Dirty dancing. Dirty dancing. Um, that's the, the dirty dancing rule. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we all learned from that movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to cut now to the dad. Dad's on the roof of the like grain silo. Yeah. They've been hoarding all the grain. I guess they were farmers before the outbreak or whatever happened. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he's reminiscent about his dead child here. Yeah. He's got like a little keepsake box with photos. Oh, it's in, this is intercut with the setup for the baby here. Yeah. And Great gig in the sky is playing over this sequence. It's really nice. It's mm. very heart wrenching. Yeah. Um, and Great Gig in the Sky is a great match here. Yeah. But, there's some real. Um. There's like even a slow zoom in him when he's pensive, which. Gave me a mm. lot of Cubone or Billy from Purple Rain, um, <laughs> like vibes, which I was for. I love that they're in the same category. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, this is so good. gonna by the like by episode like fifty, we're just gonna be speaking an entirely different language, I made up like entirely already, of references. We already do that, Gareth. I think <laughs> this is sort of just playing into our own hand. This yeah. podcast. Eventually, this is, we. We're going to have code for everything and no one's <laughs> going to be able to follow this podcast. So I'm, re- I'm ready for it. Oh yeah, same. Uh, shout this out like to our deep fakers. like some sort of Rosetta Stone. What was that? Yeah. Oh, just a quick shout out to our deep fakers. Hey, yeah, and shout I'm out gonna, to them. I'm not, I'm not going to explain that and move on. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, these they're prepping... The kids are also helping prep the baby room. They're like mm. putting up wallpaper. It's so sad. It's, so <laughs> it's sad. really, really sweet. Um... So, yeah, the dad lights, like, a little beacon thing on top of the grain silo. And we see the beacons of Gondor go off, you know? Yeah. Um, and I guess that's all the little, like, the neighbours. So he's got, like, a little community of people that he's looking after. Like, not just his family. I think is what's implied by this. 
Okay. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure. Because there's like all the other fires are going off, so I guess there's like other people out there. Later on, these fires do not come on, (laughs) uh, implying something completely different. So, yeah. Oh um, dang. Yeah. um, Yeah. Then uh, great gig in the sky is still going, and we've got the like family dinner sequence. We're showing them like in their in their quiet place how they're living. Mm. You know. Uh, I love them eating off these huge ass leaves <laughs> <laughs> to avoid the, obviously, ding, the dinging noises. Yeah, obviously plates in silverware make too much noise. Yeah, so they're just they're all eating off like little little leaves, <laughs> and they say grace. They all hold hands. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a really tidy little like family sequence that gets you invested. You know? Yeah, um, and then that's all destroyed because the kids are playing Monopoly, Ugh. the world's worst game. <laughs> the one that throws families apart. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's a it, it, it truly can because yeah. they knock over a lantern. I did qu- quickly. I did like that the the detail of all the pieces in Monopoly being replaced by little fuzzy things that oh. noise. Dang, um, you're good at watching movies. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, they've got little like pom poms and stuff, so that no noise is made by the clacking of the pieces. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Um, money is playing, t- and you know, Monopoly is a game about money and capitalism, whereas money is a song that wants to like set fire to yep. money and capitalism. And then in a quiet oh. place, they start a fire next to Monopoly. Boy, does that happen? Pink Floyd starts their weave their influence into the movie and sets fire to the Monopoly board yeah. by knocking over the lantern uh, in an act of true anti-establishment. Oh yes, uh, just fierceness and a lot. But like, and um, also in the way that they don't set fire to the Monopoly board, they set fire next to it. There's a lot like how it hasn't quite synced up any of it yet. Mm, mm, not yet. Not yeah. yet. Yeah, getting scared of the monsters. Oh yeah. There's some some scary noises, but it turns out it's just some bloody naughty raccoons. Oh, they're so the naughty! Roof. I'm amazed that these raccoons are alive. Yeah, if they're making because the raccoon does immediately get like eaten. He does, yeah. Yeah, which was Floyd something did. way less scary with Pink Floyd just jamming away. Yep. Um, but yeah, if they're going to be that loud all the time. Yeah, these noisy boys. I'm amazed <laughs> they've made it this far. <sighs> I did like seeing them though. I'm a big yeah. fan of raccoons. I think it's mainly because of the novelty, because we don't have them in New Zealand. Yeah. I, I imagine if they were here, we'd hate them. So, <laughs> because they're such a menace. Yeah. Yeah. Causing you can love mystery. a distant menace, can't you? Yeah, you can. You're, you're like, you're like, oh, those guys, they're up to no good. But then when they're causing a menace in your in your vicinity, yeah, oh, can't stand them. They're making trouble like, in your neighborhood. Yeah, I, I imagine I'd feel the same way about um, raccoons as I do about seagulls. So, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Just just a bloody pest they are here <laughs> in New Zealand. Oh. Oh, mate. Um, yeah. So, uh, dad, the dad's working... I, I, by the way, I call all the characters by their, like, family um, uh, identifiers. I yeah. Guess. So, like, dad, mum, uh, son, daughter, and then littlest... <laughs> littlest child who was killed and then baby yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. i young i tried so hard to notice if they get called by any names this time around and they do not right no one gets their character name no. yeah but they they do have character names that appear in the credits or like and also in the um in the subtitles when they're actually speaking ah um, yeah which is few and far between 
Um, so they do have character names, but you don't really see it very much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was kind of but, for that. It gave it way more of a kind of like minimalist, like the road kind of vibe. Like, yes, yes. he will be angry. Yeah. Do I think it, it gives it that kind of vibe. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It adds to the post-apocalypse oh um, yeah thing because no one's name's being said so you, you're never going to catch it as hmm. the because it's like they've, they've moved beyond the need for names at this point because they only <laughs> know each they only know each other right yeah so, yeah um pretty bleak yeah uh yeah so the dad's downstairs he's working on a new hearing aid he's like designing he's trying to get these hearing aids working because his daughter's one is broken obviously hmm. by this point and um yeah he's putting in heaps of research he's got like all kinds of stuff uh strewn about like studying how the ear works and all this stuff this coming back at the end of the movie is really touching um, oh yeah and really good so it shows how much he like actually cares for his family Mm. in case you like even more than he already does (laughs) um yeah the mum and dad they get up and do a sweet dance to some bloody great floyd on the the (laughs) ipod they don't Just sing in a... time with the, they don't dance in time with this Floyd at all. They My don't. note was okay. That's this Floyd right. dance does not sing. Yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a shame. Mm. Also, a really great part of this movie, like just here having like a bit of actual music come in in the movie yeah. and on the clean watch, I was like, whoa! It like really caught me off guard. Yeah, and in a great way. Uh, but yeah, doesn't land as well with a different soundtrack. But that's all right no it almost answers the question that we've all been wondering of like how did they get horny in the world of a quiet place mate like she must song. have had pony by genuine on her iPod as well <laughs> genuine on the on the pod yeah on the on the, on the speed dial getting ready <laughs> party party pregnant there you go <laughs> no one gets um, that reference not even people who listen to the show <laughs> no but that, that's a reference just for you and me mate oh, we're party, gonna move on today pregnant. We're going to move on to day 473 which yeah. is the following day in case yeah in case you'd forgotten like i had <laughs> i was like i thought i was skipping it like when i saw this for the first time i was like oh shit i should have been paying closer attention if i skipped ahead like how far ahead am i now <laughs> but um yeah it's only one day it's yeah fine. this is the, the following day um mm. us and them begins as where she's checking her checking her baby with the stethoscope like i was checking the sound on my tv um <laughs> Yeah, the due date's in just over, like, almost three weeks away. Yeah, October 23. A number I'm frantically yeah. googling to see if it has any relevance to Pink Floyd. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. October okay. 23, Pink Floyd. I'll vamp, shall I? Um, yeah. So, this, like, planned outing of the dad, right? Yeah. He's going to be, uh, he's taking the kid fishing. He's like, we've got to, like, teach him how, they're trying to teach them how to be self-sufficient and, like, look after themselves in this world because it's teaching them all sorts of stuff but could this like travel not been (laughs) done a bit later i don't know (laughs) just it being so close to the uh due date of the baby i'd be so i know this is a contrivance of like movies like them not going out would prevent all this stuff from happening yeah um but yeah it's it makes it so sketchy uh just because like the amount of stress in these people's lives no doubt this baby is going to be premature that's yeah. just how this goes right like i would be so i'm no doctor but <laughs> that's like a, just a theory that i had going in i was like man this baby i was i saw the due date and i was like that is not when this baby is coming <laughs> yeah. there's no um, no doctor would recommend hey best birth scenario in the world of a quiet place yeah 
exactly no no doctor recommends that absolutely not it appears at the bottom of the screen <laughs> yeah the, not the, recommended like, by doctor yeah nine out of ten doctors do not recommend a quiet place to have a newborn um have you found anything in your date uh, pink floyd played a concert at earl's court london on october 23 1994 okay um and unfortunately i have a bedtime thing on my phone that's not letting setless fm cl- load so much oh, well, like that's... the unanswered questions of where the aliens came from in a quiet place <laughs> we'll leave whatever the set list was to the imagination of the audience october 23 1994 shortly after my brother was born ah like, yeah a couple of weeks after so yeah there, there you go in fact like what was the date that she was checking off on the on the calendar if it was october was it like uh, oh. probably like six or seven i guess yeah i wish i had uh, jotted that down and yeah. I apologise to the listeners. I apologise to Emily hey. Blunt for her great ticking and it's writing right. work. No one's coming at you. It's totally fine. I shouldn't have asked. Anyway. Um, I don't want us a... to lose our one fan over this. <laughs> oh, wow. Well. We're on thin ice with him anyway. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, much like that... Uh, I want to make another reference. Much like that uh, Orange Ferrari was on some thin ice. Hey. Years ago. In the ancient times. Before I lived in a cave. Um... <laughs> yeah so we're getting lots of anger from the daughter here yeah as the dad gives her the latest hearing aid prototype um really good character work here i just mm. thought um she's like rowdy teenager obviously but also like um quick note everyone is feeling the guilt from the littlest brother's death i yeah. want to say that's like even now like the shadow's like hanging over the family right yeah so, like the daughter like blames herself massively and this comes up later like for giving him back the um uh, space shuttle because she feels like she killed him yeah um the mother feels like later on she says that she could have carried him which yeah. is like classic mother stuff harrowing when she says that um yeah the dad like obviously like wants to look after the whole family and he raced after and couldn't get to the kid in time yeah. and like the little brother the not the little well the brother to the little brother is um he was useless he was like sick at the time so he couldn't help at all you know so they're all feeling the guilt yeah yeah which is just just it's a really tidy character like character arc here <laughs> just Heck like yeah. everyone everyone is feeling it and it's still still having effects now which is really cool and good storytelling it's probably the weird time to bring it up but like so john krasinski's the father is like he's sitting there he's like looking at these old photos before he starts his fire um Mm. to great gig in the sky so we get this like we know that it's still weighing on him and then the second time we get great gig in the sky is when emily blunt talks about how she could have carried him and we get that so we do get one of our rare like cross-generational syncs yeah if every album run is a generation in this metaphor <laughs> double playthrough sync yeah. thank you yeah 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 I'm, I'm into that yeah which i feel like we haven't had a good one of those since um the room even yeah there are a few, a few of those in moon i want to say as well oh yeah that's true um yeah, and i think in fast good. and furious labyrinth you've got male and pokemon the first movie as well but you yeah, know other will... than that none other than other than those uh six films it's never <laughs> happened before no um so yeah so she's very angry about it like the the hearing aids don't work they never work Mm. Uh, but he's just trying to help and she just like thinks that she thinks that her father uh hates her basically yeah blames her for the death of the 
kid as well, which is really awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yes. Uh, and then we're like, I just want to also say that it's sort of interesting that they're reverting back to like old gender roles here as yeah. well. Like, and that the, like the ladies are staying behind. Well, like obviously the mum's staying behind because she's heavily pregnant. Um, but like the daughter really wants to go on this trip and the little boy doesn't want to go. But, um, for whatever reason, John Krasinski, the dad is just like, uh, nope, this is how it is. You got to stay behind and help your mum. Yeah. The little, little boys come with me to learn about some stuff. Um, it's interesting because like had it been the other way around it wouldn't have plot like plot wise it wouldn't have made any difference so true it's weird yeah it's weird it is old gender roles but at least it's not saying like and that's the right way yeah no he even says like i'll take like i'll take her next time yeah like he he knows that like it's upsetting her and he like wants to do the same thing with her but for whatever reason it's set up that uh the little boy is gonna go this time yeah and that's fine it's right. It's just I thought I'd bring that up. Just that I thought it was interesting that they reverted back to these old gender roles. Yeah. Where it's been like um, the like apocalypse has taken over, so they've fallen into like old habits, I suppose. But, yeah. Oh yeah. man. Uh yeah. So later on, yeah, she like she she's the he- she checks the hearing aid. The little the little daughter checks her hearing aid, and it doesn't work, and she gets really frustrated, and then mm. she's like she runs away from home. She ta- puts something in her bag that we don't know what it is, and like grabs her little pliers that were given to her at the start of the movie, and then um, yeah, runs away. Yeah, and she does it too. Um, so she's lonely and she's denied, and it's when Pink Floyd sing "With Without" and "Who Denied." Yeah. Oh. And then when she picks up the hearing aid, it's what the fighting's all about, because that's what the fighting was all about. Yeah, mate. Bloody sound, isn't it? <laughs> Bloody sound. <laughs> ah, they knew all along. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my next note just says fishing boys. <laughs> That's all we need. So all right, move on there, to the next they're note. Out there, they're out there fishing. I guess any color you like is playing here. Yeah. And they're worried about the sound of the river. Now you mentioned that like one of the plot holes you said was like them the monsters being like wouldn't they all be hanging out at the river if there was sound right is well, what you I was, said I, this is something someone repeated to me before i'd seen the film okay. was just like well, why aren't they living at the river if they can be louder surely they can be like um they would just hear the or like the other oh, the people would be yeah the river if they could be louder um, I, I don't know maybe it's because they had their like home existing <laughs> yeah you can't quite like somewhere else um <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. um yeah also the like monsters probably didn't hang out there um because they like wouldn't be able to hear any any sound but also because they like they would be able to differentiate the sound there they'd be like oh that's the noisy place so we won't even bother going there i guess but yeah yeah i so yeah they wouldn't build there because like it would just it'd be too noisy it'd be too dangerous no um so yeah there you go they catch the fish. There's a really nice moment with the um, the boy like yelling into the waterfall. Yeah. Because um, there are, he's like allowed to make sounds for the first time in ages. And, he's slightly yeah. too slow to sync up with the choirs at the waterfall, or the choirs yeah. in that part as well. I was hoping he would. He would. Sing yeah. Well. He's but kind of unfortunately not. all of his syncs have been slightly too slow, as if to show that he's you know a sickly scared child. Yeah, you know, he's, he's if he was a little braver, he'd get he'd get into those sinks. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, Pink Floyd knew <laughs> they read his character perfectly. Mm. Um, and now I want to talk about 
this is where the nail gets pulled up by yeah. the, um, the the washing bag i guess uh, this is harrowing this is the, like this is the most horrible part of this whole movie to me yeah the, the whole thing with the nail it's oh it's very uncomfortable yeah and it's hard to watch yeah um i've got a massive massive fear of blood in real life if i see ah. if i see if I see blood in real life, I'm one of those people that will faint. So okay. uh, don't <laughs> um, open the squishy um, package I've just sent you then. Okay. In general, though, um, uh, I'm fine with it in movies usually, oh, but it does make me feel like very. Sque- I'm not gonna like pass out watching a movie, but I am like very squeamish in general, so yeah. very uncomfortable for me. Later on, when this nail comes up, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a, again. This is another great example of this awesome like Chekhov's gun. Yeah. yeah they like show it out they lay it out for you be like this is gonna be a thing <laughs> <laughs> they do um, yeah they linger on it a little longer than some of their other Chekhov's guns but because yeah, yeah. it's so unsettling that the nail would be sticking oh. up and unnoticed i was like it's... yep please just yep I'm, uh, I'm, it made I'm me scared. like it made me cringe at the sight of it because i knew it's like the implication alone is enough is enough to scare you yeah like it's just like fuck okay <laughs> this is gonna happen at some point and now that's like hanging over the movie um yeah so yeah this is is this get this sequence happens right as brain damage starts as well Mm. um yeah the like her coming up the stairs etc um yeah so there's like a a little candid conversation between the little boy and his dad yeah the first like spoken dialogue in the film right pretty much i think yeah actually i think it is yeah um where it's it's a really sad conversation like mm. the, the kid is really onto it he's like talking about how um yeah how the sister blames herself for the death of the um kid and thinks that the dad blames her he's like yeah. about um and he says like you should tell her that that you love her <laughs> <laughs> which is like super insightful for this little kid yeah um, really cool dialogue and this is intercut with the sister returning to the grave or the memorial site mm. to the where the the littlest brother was killed and she like disconnects the sound the little sound uh circuit yeah using her pliers on the um space shuttle and puts it up on the on the memorial which is so sad so sad she's like she's like completing the loop of like what she's like what if i could have done this you know yeah like, i could have i had the pliers in my hand i could have oh. done this this is her being like her like doing what she wanted to have done a year earlier right it's yeah it's rough and great like that's so cool to see in a movie yeah <laughs> man. did you find um, it sadder with pink floyd or without with honestly eclipse oh, okay, plays okay. over the sequence um like and i like rounding out the first play of the of the album and i was like man like this is a great thing to end on because it like sums up like her arc of like yeah she, this is her lowest point right so yeah yeah she like lies down here and stays at this memorial until later yeah yeah it's really bleak yeah. um now we've got this is one of the bits of the movie that i didn't like we got a weird bit with the old man and his dead wife Do you oh yes this? oh yes so this is okay. so this is like essentially the loudest part of the movie because they run into this old man he's got a yeah his wife's been clearly well possibly killed by the monsters or by I this old man himself it's not clear right because no. the house the house that they show up at is like all fucked up i guess it's yeah maybe the monsters attacked and this is them like they've escaped outside or like the, the wife didn't make it and the, the old man yeah. is like i don't know it's not clear anyway 
but so this is you know the loud yeah the loudest part of the movie it's really messed up it yeah. like in any film it would be like big and dramatic sweeps this is when the only time when the album is completely silent is when yes. the movie needs loud yes. and it's like literally the only part that the album would have been perfect to cover especially all the screams on the album or something like that yeah. but instead no so james i think this is our first ever confirmed anti-sync whoa yeah they said it couldn't be done they said it wouldn't happen but Write seeing this man like yell in complete silence no yeah. accompaniment over a film that is otherwise complete silent but is accompanied it oh, i don't go. know what this will do to our, other, our end rating because it's so perfect that it should go up but it's so it's, against it's like the whole point of the show well the, no it is like listen i'm going to justify this the, the the point of our show right is sync void we're trying to find the sinks and we're looking for we're not really look we are looking for things syncing up with different points in the album right but we're, what we're really looking for is intentionality right we're looking for things that imply that that either the filmmaker or the or pink floyd themselves <laughs> less likely uh are syncing up the uh, they're designing the piece of work to match the other piece of work right we're looking for intentionality we're looking yeah. for and this feels intentional like we're like looking at the like it's it's stark contrast right the, the movie's supposed to, is yelling out and screaming but we're getting nothing we're getting absolute silence right and if, if that isn't intentional i don't know what is all right <laughs> all right that's where i'm at I so you're th- saying, I think, are you saying this is still an anti-sync or are you putting it back I, into no, the sync I, i'm file? saying it's an anti-sync but i'm saying that it's bolstering um, it's bolstering my rating of the movie i think okay. it, it's not detracting i'm saying it's adding yeah you know yeah and i suppose that silence like if we've come to expect pink floyd to play while the characters because most of this time the characters have been in control of their situation yeah. barring like a small bit this is the first time they're in a situation where they're completely out of control because they've got this agent of chaos yeah he just and then yells this out. is when we don't have our floyd our like soundtrack to their lives thus far yeah okay yeah. folks anti-sync is a sync what <laughs> what is the show what what does it mean <laughs> you tell us listeners yeah um the one Use little Rosetta thing stone and translate the show yeah one thing i'd like to add to this little bit is the when we're getting back into the um the first play the second play of the album now right with the first op- the opener mm. starting up again we get the heartbeats and on screen uh my subtitles said loud heartbeats <laughs> over the over the heartbeats starting up oh yeah which i loved yeah. <laughs> i was just like holy shit because it's like the little kid's heart is like racing as he's not allowed to see what's happening to this to yeah. this old man man your stethoscope would have been going wild for this oh it was crazy i was i was like i was i don't know enough about stethoscopes to continue this bit you're like oh no do i have this on a human body or a computer hey you know how doctors always say hey the doctors are known for that mostly dr nick but yeah (laughs) other doctors are available oh there you go uh that, what, a, what a climax of the movie you know yeah the, the, it's a strange thing to have happened in the movie i don't i guess he was like checking up on the neighbors it's just like going around the different community people after yeah. getting this fish or maybe it's like distributing the food that they got oh i'm hoping it's that yeah that's probably what it is but i love but, these moments and like uh and these like post-apocalyptic kind of horror movies where the people are the enemies mm. 
there's like yeah. it's the best scene in that book the road which i've already talked about was when they go into this house and it's just like oh no we should not have come into this house and they leave and it's really similar to this they leave and it's just not addressed again it's just like that was mm. messed all the way up yeah yeah it's the it's a classic trope of um of zombie films as well yeah and like people are also like still enemies and, and a lot of the time in 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 zombie apocalypse films uh things like the walking dead and, yeah yeah it's that plays a big role in that you know if you ask uh, me the walking dead are the people in it <laughs> whoa <Whoa-ho>. wow <laughs> hot takes here on the pod uh yeah um yes so now we get the <laughs> now we get the fucking the baby is coming yeah all right uh mum's upstairs like looking at the uh she's like in her dead child's room yeah um and she's like all right time to go back and then her water breaks and it's like oh, as soon as the guitar's fuck. kicking yep um oh no it's not good this <laughs> no. is not the time for this to have happened uh the yeah it's all gonna go wrong from here on in yeah this movie. um yes uh this is where we get she's like coming downstairs she's like oh shit i need to get somewhere safe this is where she stands on the nail (laughs) yeah and i openly cringe um yeah holy holy crap this is rough amazing Um, acting though that she just like after yelping she kind of lowers down just like yep she's holding everything in right she's like desperately trying to um not scream out while having a child and having a nail go through your foot christ um yeah breathe over the sequence is not very good no just want to throw that out there um yeah she she's like she doesn't even want to bloody breathe you know <laughs> she's uh, it's no good the the creatures are upstairs and they come down one of yeah. the creatures comes down and she's hiding oh it's scary mm. uh on the on the run starting up on the run sinks so nicely this whole sequence something about does. like that driving kind of like i know it was 70s but 80s baseline the like Mm. fake light but lighting everything red and dramatic like if this was a different film this would be playing yes she flicks on the old security light thing yeah they've got like uh christmas lights all run along the boundary of their property to tell you when there's danger or for other messages presumably um there's gonna be a whole generation to whom christmas lights have a different meaning now after this and like stranger things stranger things all the yeah. other times they've been scary yeah. like they're gonna become they could easily start selling them as halloween lights now. halloween lights yeah yeah very much could be yeah it's Which like is how a the whole lucrative third market for them sorry it's like how um kids don't recognize things like the save icon and things like that they're like <laughs> what is it they're like oh what is that like, that's the save icon you know yeah it's not a floppy disk get out of here granddad you know the reason is um so bill gates had a floppy disk in his pocket and he got shot and the floppy disk took the <laughs> bullet so ever since then because it saved him <laughs> wow you can there fact you check your days out of that but you know the mainstream media won't tell you what the mainstream media they won't, won't tell, tell you what gates is up to he's got no. too much money he's suppressing the media <laughs> what are you gonna look that up on a computer bill's got all of those under his Mate, thumb he he's big computer yeah he's out there 
yeah. Anyway, the screech um, and wobble and on the run as we get to finally see the aliens like inner ear working is very nice. Oh yes. Um, all the sounds of the aliens are appearing on screen and captions for me Ooh, at this point. Yeah. And they're um, hissing, clacking, growling, and screeching, <laughs> which is how I would describe on the run. Yeah. Um, also. Uh, Those so, the lyrics on Genius. Yeah, <laughs> they should be. I really want them to be, and then it's just like someone from Pink Floyd like coming in to explain the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Google it, but I mean, if you're not going to get those results on Genius, you know who to come blame. On. Bill come Gates. on, Genius. Step it up. <laughs> Bill Gates is behind blocking Genius yeah. as well. All right, there you go. You know, we called yeah. him a genius. Now look. So we've got the ticking sounds of uh, clocks, of clocks, fucking, I did it again, of time starting up. <laughs> the clocks in time are starting yeah. up, and um, the ticking of the timer as well, the egg timer. Yeah, very which nice. Is, uh, Emily Blunt's going to use to distract the the creature and get away. Yeah. Uh, it's very scary, she's like holding in like contractions, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's some great like classic horror movie vibes here yeah like she's like desperately trying not to make a make a noise and um yeah she goes up and hides in a bathtub which is some classic horror movie shit yeah. uh really really great shot here the, Heck yeah. um, like her legs coming into frame and then the like blood coming into frame yeah uh yeah and then like panning up to her in the bath really really good um not for her but a great shot um <laughs> yeah yes so the boys return home and they're like running to the sun goes to set the fireworks off and he only bloody does it just in time yeah oh mate um i would have clocks... loved if those synced up perfectly with the clocks but you know what are you gonna do no um, luckily all the clocks go off as the uh as she's in the bathroom in the bath trying to keep quiet and that's what's alerted the monsters <laughs> yeah. all these bloody clocks going off oh there's bloody um, clocks eh mate yeah it's also nighttime at this point, and I want to talk about the all the lights flicker, um, which is another like classic horror movie thing. Yeah. But is this like an influence of the monsters themselves? Do they have like a light electromagnetic field around them or something like that? Because that's why I would assume the feedback starts up on the um, on the earpiece. Right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's whenever they get, the monsters get close to the daughter, they're like they get turned away by the feedback that starts up and also when the monster is downstairs later on in the um room with all the tvs and the radios um all the tvs cut to static as well Um, oh dang yeah Yeah, it must be because probably someone who knows science better than us would be able to yeah explain how it works but yeah all the lights flicker when the monsters are around and also like the torch light flickers on the little kids torch i think it's yeah i think it must be they have some kind of electromagnetic thing going on yeah that's setting off this um yeah it's just that's just like a further reading thing that i want noted in this movie that's it's a really cool detail yeah that like man you're really going for your ncea on this movie yeah man i'm right i've got a book report here my notes are like probably could earn me a few credits oh yeah Uh, Uh, sorry international listeners yeah i get like a an overall comment from the ncea marker being like weird choice to watch the movie while listening to pink floyd's dark side of the moon (laughs) but Boy, was this an essay. Great uh, essay, 28-year-old man who finished high school. Merit. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Mate. For context of anyone else in any country, that's probably like a B. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Um, 
having to explain a joke always good oh yeah Uh, so uh bill gates right he doesn't actually control the internet but imagine if he did what all right sorry i james i didn't say anything i think the microphone just spoke to you oh no microsoft (laughs) it's like pepe sylvia like pins and boards in gareth's house (laughs) just that spells out bill gates um yeah mate um so yeah, all the clocks are going off. Uh, the fireworks go off, and Mum screams, and the creature screams, mm. and you're like left not knowing what's going on. It's like, oh shit, is she safe? The, yeah. Um, the dad is running with the shotgun that he's loaded, and he's trying to. He's like gunning for the house. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna fucking save my wife. <laughs> that's that's dad internal monologue right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, he gets in, he sees the bath full of blood, which is empty. Oh, yeah, like, so scary. Oh. <laughs> and, yeah, really good framing here of him, like, with the shotgun to, like, the not to his head, but he's, like, angled it upwards mm. and, like, um, framed in his, like, head and the shotgun as the hand revealing her. Yeah. Revealing the, the wife has crawled to safety is in the shower and also has had the baby. Yeah. Um, and the world's fastest labor. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I don't know how long this fireworks display is going off, but man, that baby was ready to go right then. <laughs> well, fireworks always go on slightly longer than you kind of want them to. Let's be real. Nah, man. I'm, I love fireworks. Oh, you do, eh? Sorry. Yeah. That's all right. I'm a big fireworks fan. I, <laughs> if I could have fireworks going like every night, probably be into that. Wow. That sounds a lot like a be careful what you wish for. Just for like one hour a night everyone like sets off some fireworks be pretty cool yeah yeah perpetual guy forks <laughs> all our Let like dog you're... and cat listeners are furious oh true yeah yeah i do have pets and they do hate that that's a good yeah point. all right i rescind my statement once a month okay <laughs> guy forks every month i'll be into that okay but, uh, yeah. So, Talk about a great gig in the sky when those go off. There you go. Wee. I'm going to say it again. Why? 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 There we go. Um, yeah, um, the so, lyric, we are, you are young, plays, and a baby's there, and that baby's young. He's real young. He's yeah. as young as he could be up until, like, a few seconds before that. <laughs> Isn't that true He's, for all of us? Hey, well, there you go. Wow. What is time? <laughs> what are clocks? Ah. Uh, let us know listeners um yeah so this this uh the son he's like set the fireworks off and he's doing great and he's coming Mm. back to the house and then he's like oh shit i hear one of the monsters what am i gonna do i'm gonna run to this corn (laughs) this is a terrible plan on this kid's part but he's like um he's young and he's scared so i'll let him do it but yeah that young oh sorry that guitar solo just rips while he's running for that corn though yeah that's going to help distract from these these yeah. corn sounds. But man, you know, yeah. honestly, Pink Floyd, yep. they should, you know, get behind some, like, real good glass that's not soundproof. And they should mm. just play Dark Side of the Moon constantly in this world to keep all the monsters distracted. That would be very helpful. Yeah. I mean, we're, what are they... What Okay, what do you think Pink Floyd are doing in like ongoing, this movie's world? Uh, I think they're long dead. <laughs> <laughs> A ruthless but true i think um, yeah yeah day two or three uh, all taken out at yeah. a concert oh god 
They the concert went on. Shout out to the boys for keeping the concert going. With yeah. This, like, terrifying. They didn't know that the sound was the key, obviously, because yeah. that's like the that's the final um like day eighty nine. That's in the paper. So, yeah. um, and they only figured that out last day of the presses or whatever. So they put on a concert and then Roger Waters monsters. is like, "Nah, lads, keep rocking. It's gonna help." Yeah, monsters came out of nowhere and stormed the stage and killed the whole band. It's yeah. really rough, but that's oh, yeah. how it went down officially. That's my official statement. <laughs> that's in the like the novelization of this movie. Yeah, the whole a chapter, chapter of Pink Floyd concert. Chapter about that. Yeah. Okay. John Krasinski cut it out of the film. Yeah, brutal. The like the prelude before the prologue would have been that. <laughs> Yeah, he thought it belabored the point, but fair enough. Actually, out of all the films we've watched so far, who do you think would have done the best in the world of A Quiet Place? Mm. Cypher. She's got a hacker mm. plane. Yeah, true. Um, She's just flying That never it. seems to need to land. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, just like, possibly could hack these um, aliens yeah. into doing her bidding. I reckon she'd probably be the one to do it. So, yeah. yeah. Quiet Place anyone too. could she would know immediately as well that ah oh, sound guys come on yeah step it up yeah there you go that's my take okay what do you sweet. reckon um oh you can say cypher as well yeah it might have been cypher the you know all the sam clones on the moon would probably be okay because they're on the moon oh yeah true they're on Unless the moon they got there first oh man oh they're on the dark side of the moon <gasps> that's where they came from that's where i'll see uh, them it was a, it was a prophecy the album's a prophecy, Garrett. The album's a prophecy. <laughs> uh, I don't have any syncs for a while. That's yeah. There's a lot of probably, nice vibes though. Yeah, I'd agree. With like the the dad's like carries the the mum back to the with the baby back to the yeah the little underground safe zone. Um, puts the baby in the baby coffin. Um, you know, yeah. As you do. We uh, get yeah, yeah our aforementioned moment of like levity to great gig in the sky again as they remember yep. they feel their guilt to it yeah yeah i wouldn't say levity but it's oh like, sorry yeah levity. oh yeah it's yeah it's very sad the, she's <laughs> yeah, like the opposite feeling, of levity the opposite of levity really she's um yeah she, this is where she's feeling the guilt saying that she could have carried him and yeah they, like swears to like protect the kids like you've got to protect them who are we if we don't protect them mm. oh, it's like so it's hero time. Hero time engaged for dad now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brother and sister get reunited. Um, we see that water is now pouring into the basement. And so it's not it's not over for poor Emily Blunt. Yeah. She's got some more harrowing things ahead of her. Luckily, like, she's like one of the best this is harrowing actresses in the game. True. Absolutely. She yeah. crushes this. But man, it's, yeah, it's rough, rough stuff for her. She's... Yeah. Um, it's very much she gets screwed over the movie but um yeah yeah so yeah this is this that scene ends the like him coming up out of the basement we see the water pouring in that scene ends with the end of great gig in the sky which is yeah um that's yeah that's a minor minor sink there minor sink on thing allow it um yeah so the kids are trying to like set the beacons off to see uh if the name if anyone can help them you know yeah but no one no one is sending their beacons off so everyone's dead <laughs> around, <laughs> presumably is what that means yeah or they're just all asleep Garrett. yeah they've all gone to bed or they just decided like nah we're not gonna help <laughs> fair enough <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah 
So they're like, they're up there. Um, being like, oh, the dad will come. No, he mm. won't come. He doesn't love me. Yeah, it's very sad. Um, yeah. So now, yeah, we get the the most... one Another fucked up sequence here where the the creature is in the like waist-high water. There's mm. an inconsistency here, minor inconsistency. The top of the um, box has been removed on the baby. Um, oh, okay. Zone. Yeah. I don't really... It's just gone. Um, and we saw the lid go on previously, so I don't know. That's just a minor... Yeah, I'm sure she must have taken it off because it's like, I don't need this and the water. Like, now she she wouldn't be able oh, to yeah, tell if the water true. got in. It's like, they can't hear us, so yeah, yeah maybe it's fine. Um, yeah, that's possibly why. But yeah, the uh, yeah the creature's in the like waist-high water, and she's got to like silently save the kid and back off underneath the uh, waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get the oh. solo here as well. Oh, it's, oh, it's scary. <laughs> this is this is money is playing over here as well. yeah so um yeah this is solo and money is playing over the the waterfall baby clutching um yeah and then this the poor kid he bloody falls in the silo yeah right into that grain yeah mate oh this, this I is feel like... the scariest thing for me i'd hate to drown in grain <laughs> yeah hate to drown in grain yeah is there there were that's a bad one to drown in for sure yeah. drowning in general pretty awful yeah actually um, to be honest yeah i'm not a uh, fan of drowning no the um yeah so the like door sequence is what saves them here like the the door of the silo falls down with the yeah kid, um and they can like climb up onto it and use the surface tension to Ooh. um stop them from falling into the grain later on they use this door um to protect them from the attack of a monster and they just sort of get in the grain again. <laughs> uh, yeah, they don't sink. They don't sink, so that's a bit weird, but yeah. that's all right. I, um, I, yeah. This is actually, is this our first film where, you know, we're all looking for sinks? Is this the first time someone in a film is trying to not sink? Ah, uh, maybe. In the Physically hominem way. Yeah. Oh, hominem sink. Look out. <laughs> yeah, man, the, this, the drowning in, in, the, in the grain is very scary. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah good uh siblings working together though yeah the, the sister jumps down and like tries to help him and then starts drowning herself <laughs> yeah. and gets saved yeah uh yeah so they're both sitting on top of the little door and mm. us and them is starting up get some like quiet time inside the silo but yeah then they, hear, they hear a bloody bloody monster yeah this, <laughs> is the first, this is the first movie where us and them because i was beginning to think it's a bit of a cheap shot to always go like uh, us and them will always sink because like there's always antagonism in a movie then mm. they always you know it's often brought up around the point of an us and them in a film but this yeah. is the first time i haven't really like it doesn't feel strong like an us and them no. moment has happened during us and them i would i would agree it's like it's not really landed as well also yeah. like the seat the like them defending themselves against the monster to this is not very doesn't match the scene very well but yeah no. i would agree that this isn't really their best the best us and them no. uh, part of the movie, I would say, yeah. So no Not sprite s- for us, no thematic sinks brought to you by sprite. <sighs> Bloody hell. <sighs> I'm so thirsty. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stay in your cave until we get a thematic sink. Oh, alright. <laughs> I'll keep quiet until s- sprite comes knocking on my cave door. <laughs> That's the weirdest sentence I think I've ever said. Um, yeah. The, we get a really cool little like pan pan out like a zoom out of the um 
of the hole in the side of the silo as yeah. the mouse has been driven out by the, the feedback again. Um, it's just a cute wee shot. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the dad reunites with the kids, but yeah. the, the creatures heard them jump out the silo. So he sends them to hide under the truck from earlier. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is a good plan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I suppose all their other great plans they've already done and they haven't quite worked, so he's so. probably run out of his great plans. Yeah, I guess the mo- the monsters would be closing into where they last heard them anyway. And yeah. we see that, like, the monster can, like, just sort of, like, once it's close enough, it can pick up on some pretty minute sounds. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, poor dad gets, like, struck by the monster from the rooftop of this mm. little, like, shed thing. And the little boy screams out he screams aloud and the monster comes after them in the truck which proves these monsters are jerks like yeah man it's not even staying to like feed on its prey or anything it's just immediately going to another sound i don't know if they're eating the yeah if they're predators or whatever because surely they wouldn't have lasted this long if they if they were but um i don't know yeah it seems that they're just like killing for sport kind of yeah you know, or they're just I'm going to go out on a limb and say the monsters in a quiet place are dicks. Yep, I would agree. Yeah. Baddies. Put them yeah. up there on the board with Cypher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Cypher and Joe Fox from You've Got Mail. Yep, baddies. <laughs> there you go. I love that, that the idea baddies of that. Board? Of that picture, picture graph. Um, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Really We've like done some scrapbooking around it. Yeah, there you go. Baddies. Someone, I want to see that as fan art. If, if we get that, I'll be very excited. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, so annoyingly, the girl turns her hearing aid off to stop the feedback, which is mm. what endangers them in the first place to getting attacked by the monster. So she hasn't put it together here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not explained why she doesn't do this earlier when, like, the first two times it happens. But <laughs> She's just like, oh, I'm sick of this bloody feedback. Yeah. And splits it off. Adding insult to injury at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. The dad's not dead. He gets back up and like sacrifices himself to mm. save the kids' lives, basically. He's it's like, high drama and we've got these like high drama like choir moments again. Yeah. He um tells the daughter he he loves her and has yeah. always loved her. Yeah. Did you know the and I've always loved you was like a late addition to the script? And when, oh, really? when that was pitched to him by one of the other writers, he just, like, burst out crying. Yeah. Which, it's yeah, really fair good. Enough. Yeah. That's, a, it, like, probably the best line in the whole movie, I would yeah. say. Like, is the one that hits home really hard. Especially for the daughter character, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's so good that the most powerful line is sign language. Yeah, I agree. It's really good. That, I think, mm. like, the sign language is what means that this family has lasted so long. Yeah. Them having a deaf daughter is, like means they've been able to communicate with each other full stop and yeah without that it shows how like how so many other people would just be ruined by these creatures you know without the ability to make sounds so yeah hmm that's cool they like sort of like uh have that natural advantage in a way and that they can speak to each other without talking it's a yeah. cool little touch yeah oh, man i would have been messed up even before pink floyd did in this world yeah like i was a fairly quiet polite child but i was just cursed with a really loud voice so i'd get in trouble (laughs) a lot 
Hey man, that's great. There you go. Like this is the, you, we were born podcasters. The podcasters <laughs> were the first to be perched in this um in this apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. They sensed our microphones and they came around. <laughs> uh yeah. Oh. They, yeah, so he sacrifices himself. He like yells out and gets attacked and the kid uh the boy drives the truck away. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, let's go. Um well, yeah. he just, like, turns the uh, handbrake off, right? And it just rolls down? I guess so. It just, like, rolls downhill. Yeah. Know? I don't really know. Because he can't... I guess he can't drive? I don't know. But no. anyway. Well, it would have been loud. Was, so that must was, have been one of the other little things the dad was, had set up. Yeah, he was practicing driving. Yeah. Oh, uh, it could have been set up by the dad. You're right. Um, he was practicing driving earlier, so I figure he could just, like, do enough to maneuver it back to the house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doesn't make any... Yeah, not enough to make any sounds to attract any more monsters anyway um yeah so we get any color you like now uh we're drawing on the end of the second playthrough and i'm like oh is, are we gonna get the perfect sync here mm. i'm thinking about it um yeah it's for me it wasn't super clear like why the daughter was kept out of the basement until now i was like um i feel like it would have been better for them to be able to go down there but i guess they were just like leftover worries of them making too much noise yeah. yeah um anyway she goes down and <laughs> this is where it hits where she sees all the work that her dad was putting in and like she was taking for granted earlier. yeah his you scrapbooking know, she... and his baddie board yeah that's all it's all laid out there all the baddies and all the all, <laughs> he's working it out he's trying to <laughs> the, his whiteboard is as you say so contrived but yeah I um yeah but it's like her picking up the hearing aids and starting crying is just yeah that's great stuff (laughs) yeah um yeah and like the mum and the daughter are like both crying together (laughs) yeah Uh oh families yeah man it's all about family it all Mm. comes back to family doesn't it fast (laughs) eight um so yeah brain damage starting up the uh young girls putting the answer together as the the, there's a creature that hears them Mm. comes down and she's like putting it together and then she flicks her hearing aid on and it like blasts the um much like drew carey it blasts the uh <laughs> alien's head open yeah all his little, all his little flaps <laughs> oh, come open. yeah uh, great creature design but super oh. cool yeah um but yeah really gross yeah uh, and then she like puts it uh puts her hearing aid to the microphone and like it blasts them even harder oh yeah it falls over Some sick feedback yeah it's like oh i got him and then emily bunt uh pops him in the head with a shotgun yeah and that draws more monsters coming in yeah and at this point in the first watch i was just like oh whoa whoa how are they gonna get out of this i guess they're done yeah and then we just get like probably one of my favorite ways to end a horror movie is just like well let's you know it's kind of like that punch punch the air like let's just go out screaming kind of way let's clean let's clean shop yeah you know she, they, like, uh, have, they have a plan now like they finally have a weapon against yes these, against these aliens that for so long there's like couldn't be defeated right yeah they were like completely invulnerable and then like blasting them with sound and then that opens their vulnerability up so that they can be killed yeah and it's just yeah. so cool mother daughter locking eyes and like emily blunt just cocking a shotgun and then cut to just black. a great visual i yeah. love i love the shot of emily blunt co- cocking that shotgun Woo yeah we also get um the lunatics are in my home just real quick yes uh, when they're in the home and then if your head explodes and then like yeah. head explodes 
There you go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah she she cocks the shotgun dramatically, and then we cut to the first credit, mm. and that's exactly where Eclipse starts to play over the credits. Oh so, yeah. Love that. Yeah, and that's it. That's the yeah. that's the film. The film. Right? Um, the album starts again over the credits, but I can't really sync with anything other than credit speed. Uh, I didn't. I didn't play the whole credits. <gasps> I I watched the, I watched the credits uh, the first time on, okay. the, on the clean watch, but not on the. I didn't watch the credits through. There's not a post-credit scene, is there? No. Okay. And I'm going to allow I've... it because I know, as a true scientist, you watch the credits, and in your mind, you knew like what Pink Floyd speed are we going at? So yeah, okay. I'd put it together. Yeah. I was like, all right, we're going to get like the start of the album again, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. By it's that, fine. by it's then, fine. by then, I'm cleaning up the, off the popcorn off of my tummy, and I'm getting up out of the cinema. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. That's crazy. And you didn't speak- even order popcorn; it just got on your tummy. Yeah, man. There's oh, there's bloody kids throwing popcorn at me. Oh, bastards. Um, but yeah, let's clean the popcorn off of this podcast and oh, give yeah. it our give it our rating. This um this film. How well did it sink? Oh, yeah. How well did it sink? Mm. Well, now that you've swayed me over this anti-sink, that's probably yes. giving it a strong. Oh, that's giving it maybe but- two more points yeah it's bumped it up significantly you know yeah. like i this is the thing i feel like the anti-sync shouldn't be detracting for it it definitely no. is like a it's a it's the the polar opposites are there but i feel like it's an intention it's intentionally done and it's done for contrast you know yeah yeah you feel like it's intentionally done <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> okay okay yeah i'm gonna go back yeah the premise is this is all intentional yeah yeah thank you thank you <laughs> I was waiting desperately for that yes and that never came. <laughs> You've waiting since episode one when I was just like, yeah, that is a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, All right. So, so, yeah, how well this rank? Did Pink Floyd intentionally write Dark Side of the Moon to sync up with A Quiet Place that came out ooh, yeah. 45 years later? Or did John Krasinski match his movie-making skills and prowess to... The, the hidden soundtrack of dark side of the moon see the... that makes me wonder because like we said the first two edits were done silently like maybe he did just yeah. chuck in a sneaky edit to some rock what and floyd was he, what was he editing the film to was it dark side of the moon hey. these are the questions that i have <laughs> and the plot thickens because if you google john krasinski pink floyd there are two um i think cora <gasps> ask me's where it's like oh was john krasinski in pink floyd was he what yeah right and the first comment is like no he was born after dark side of the moon (laughs) yep but then someone else points out uh married to emily blunt and pink floyd famously have a song see emily play so maybe hey Mm. it's all a plot by john krasinski (laughs) yeah to get this is all it's like a he's trying to get into the band uh, with, this, yeah. with this play maybe he's written them it... this rockin movie to like maybe they can play it while they play dark side of the moon maybe not yeah it just needs the boys boys in the floyd to be putting the um pieces together yeah and we're helping them we so, are yeah i reckon i'm, I'm gonna we're beating around the bush here i'm gonna give it a rating and i'm gonna say that it's a seven a clean and easy seven in this in this uh sinking scenario yeah yeah, I'm going to go with that as well. You feel good about that? Yeah, that's a clean and All easy right. seven. 
Nice. Alrighty. And on the ranking, next to the other sevens, it has to say that this is a clean and easy seven. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I want to quantify, I want to qualify every quantity that we put up here now. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got like all the, we've got to have, yeah, much like Anthony Fantano does with his music reviews, I'll be like, yeah, it's a strong to decent seven. <laughs> a clean and easy seven. Yeah. Know? Maybe yeah. there'll be cleaner and easier sevens. Who's to say? But this Who's is a clean say? and easy seven. There you go, John. Put that on your wall. Yeah. <laughs> that goes on the poster or the back of the DVD. Yeah. Put, put it up on your seven. baddie board. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. We're up with a couple of baddies giving you, giving you a clean and easy seven. How do you feel mm. about it? Anyway. What you going to um, do? We're going we're gonna to rock on into the, to the, to the sign-off, but I'm going to... Tell, I'm going to let you know what we're going to be watching next week. Yeah, I'm very excited because I had a feeling I knew what movie you were going to choose last time. Oh, really? <laughs> and I was right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is like, this is kind of the first time in like a month where I don't know what you're going to throw to me. All right. Oh, well. So I'm very I'm excited. Gonna, I'm going to lay some groundwork, I guess. There, well, you know, we're doing the, we're doing the sync ups, right? We're having these movies play. And a lot of the time, these movies are really long, right? We're getting through. Yeah. We're getting through multiple plays of the album, the loops of the album, right? Oh, yes. I feel like it's, we're just getting trapped in this loop, right? We're getting stuck, yeah. just listening to the same thing over and over again. Much, and it reminds me of a certain character in a movie getting stuck in a loop, and that's why we're going to be watching Groundhog Day uh, next week. Yes, <laughs> yes. A film about I was like, a man. oh, he's going to say Looper. <laughs> Nah, man. I said loop a lot of times, but it's not looper. We're not closing the loop on this podcast yet. No. But we're we're going to open a new loop, and uh, that's the loop of a certain Bill Murray. <laughs> a certain see one. What, see what he's up to. Oh, yeah. See, see what how he feels about St. Floyd. Can he find love? Who knows? Hmm. Oh, I'm so, excited. This film look, messed me up as a kid. Like, it took a day for it to wear off. Really? Yeah. All right. Wow, so, I look... Much like how Pink Floyd messed me up as a kid, it's gonna—it's yeah. already getting thematic. Oh, hopefully you don't get get too carried away, and it's gonna—it's gonna affect you too badly. I don't want you to get strung out by my film choices, Gareth. But <laughs> we'll get—we we'll have to wait and see how that goes next week. What happened to Gareth? Oh, James just chose these films for him, and he could not handle them. <laughs> Broke him. Yeah. <laughs> he's a—he's a changed man after he recorded a <laughs> podcast with his good friend. Yeah. Uh so well, listeners, to... we hope you two are changed. And yes, yeah. look forward to it. Look forward to Gareth being broken down and <laughs> yeah. rebuilt um, over, the and next, rebuilt. over next week's podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, until then, I've been James Barron. Uh, I've been Gareth Lackler, and we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> All right. I went a bit crazy at the end there. <laughs> 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 <laughs>